0: Did anybody have anything that they would like to discuss about the apostles? Um, That's where we left off, but we're going to move forward, if not. Amen. Now, the apostles were the 13 men that Jesus called. We often refer to the 12. 12 for the nation of Israel and 1 for the Gentile nation. Amen? Anybody have any questions on that? Was that clear? Alright. Um, could you, uh, your mouth, mask, I'm sorry. On, 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 on the Oh, you're saying were there certain things that the apostles No, they were basically teaching salvation in the things that Jesus taught. So it could went into a whole it could go into a whole ramifications of things. So you gotta remember we basically have uh, uh the uh the apostle Paul writings, Timothy, and there are a whole lot of scriptures or, or texts or or uh, penmanship that they may have written down that did not make the Bible. The Bible is not nearly half half the stuff that Jesus did. And they make it known, make that fact known. And you remember who the, the collectors of the Bible were, they omitted certain writings because they could not verify that they were actually the writings under the uh, different apostles' names. But there are things that are out there that are attributed to certain apostles. Amen? So they're basically, they, they built the foundation, okay? Repentance, baptism, and then they begin to, as the church developed, they begin to, tell folks or or, or teach folks how to live and when you look at it closely they were basically teaching the ten commandments and the and the principles of the ten commandments when you when you follow christianity to the fullness or to the truth you will get the ten commandments amen Okay, any more questions? All right, anything need to be made clear? Okay. Uh, Let's look at St. Luke, the 24th chapter, the verses 46 through 49. We'll start there. St. Luke, you have it in your in your notes, there that was passed out to you, but let's little. twenty four Chapter the Verses. Forty six to forty nine. You got it. If you have to say, man, let's read. And now notice when they say, "Thus it is written." you can find it somewhere in the Old Testament. It's giving you a clue that it is written somewhere in the Old Testament. Okay? It's already written. Okay? That it behooved Christ This was already written in the Old Testament. He was going to uh, rise on the third day. Let's see if I can. Who's that? Say it again, sis. Okay, Hosea in 6 and 2, you already got it. Gotta read it. three days third day he rose okay now 47 let's read and repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem father father Power From on high Now this is what A picture of the promise Of the Holy Ghost Now what We're going to have to be Cautious of And we're going to have to be aware of That the closer We get to Christ coming The more this Is going to be Fought That the, Right now you've got denomination, entire denominations that cannot see this for as repentance and remission of sin. And it does make a difference on how you are baptized. All right? It makes a big difference. A lot of us came out of uh, the church world from different re- denominations, and when we got down to holiness, it made a big difference. Can I get some amen? And we didn't know that it actually made a difference until after we done it. Amen? So, we're going to deal with the uh, repentance in the remission of sin. Repentance and remission of sin. All right. Change I take that back to repentance and baptism aside. Repentance and baptism. So when when you look at in the denominal world, most denominations, they're considered Matthew 28 and 19. Could you get there and read that, Sister Marcia? Matthew 28 and 19, and it deals with, First Lady deal with someone in Sunday school. Because you, you gotta know what you believe. And, and, and this is crucial. Don't you think uh, if God didn't mean that, he would not, uh, his disciples would not have done what they did. And they understood what Jesus was talking about. And so I'm going to say this ahead of time. You're not going to be able to find nowhere Where they did this formula of baptism other than in our generation. And and it's very crucial. You got it, sister Marshall? now he tells them to go into all the world and baptize in the name of the father son and holy Ghost. that scripture actually deals with the authority that is in the name we know that the bible tells us that all power was given unto him all power was given unto jesus we know that in, even when the shepherds saw, or uh, uh, the angels told the shepherds that there was going to be one lying in swaddling clothes born in a manger, that he was going to be given authority. And so when you look at what he was telling, the authority is going to rest in the name. Now, when you look at You are not going to be able And I challenge you Because I couldn't find You're not going to find any other scripture In the Bible That states that One scripture And you're not going to find any other one Just like that one Alright And then There is a A there is scripture that points out to the fact that let everything be done in the mouth of one or two witnesses. All right. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 17 and 6. Sister Marsha. Monica, get Deuteronomy 19 and Shall he that is worthy of death be put to death, but at the mouth of one witness, he shall not be put to death. So it it is establishing a fact that you got to have more than one witness. All right. And even with the word of God, everything's got to be established. Not by one. But by two or three, sister so turn. One wicked shall not rise up against a man for any iniquity or for any sin, and any sin that he said, at the mouth of two witnesses, or at the mouth of three witnesses shall the matter be established. Now turn with me, Saint John the eighth chapter. Verses 17 and 18. You there? It is also written in your law that the testimony of two men is true. I am one that bears witness of myself, and the Father that sent me bears witness of me. See, you see, the two or three witnesses, one or two witnesses, two witnesses, one won't do. Let's go to 2 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. Verses 20 and 21. Are right, we there? Let's read. For I fear lest when I come, I should... I- lest there be debates, envy, wrath, strife, back, by- and tumult, unless I come, God will humble me, and I, already, and have not repented of the, performance oh, okay, this is Paul making a return visit, he didn't judge him on the one. Deuteronomy 17 chapter. This is going to be the last one. I think we've got proven my point. Uh, Deuteronomy 17 chapter verse 2 and 3. not the one witness he shall not be put to death See, so you're seeing where one witness is, 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 is not enough so here you're seeing in in the scripture that that comes only one time but let us look at what was told the disciples Let me, Let's Let's start at Jehol, Joel The second chapter, verses 12 through 13. Joel, the 12th chapter, I'm the second chapter. your garment. Slow to anger and great kindness and repentance of his evil. Okay, that was good. That was good. Now, so repentance is critical for the saints. The word repentance in the Bible literally means the act. Of changing one's mind. Did you change your mind? If you haven't changed your mind, nothing the gospel can do to help you. That's why when you get folks to come into church, if they haven't changed their mind to their lifestyle, not only are they going to keep on practicing, they're going to try to get you in the pew to do what they do. Amen? Amen. By telling you that it's not required uh, or, or God uh, you know you ain't gonna be able to live like that and stuff, don't therefore and so on. So it, it, if you if you want your life to be hid in God and if you want to get the power of God, you've got to repent, and it will behoove Every child of God, not to just repent on Sunday, but to repent every day of your life. Because we did something knowingly or unknowingly. We said something, we thought something, we act a certain way. And I don't care how you try to get out of it, you flesh. And a man that is born of a woman is of a few days and filled with trouble and you were born in sin. You were shaped in iniquity and sin that your mother and father conceived you. And that's why God comes in the New Testament to tell the saints of God, don't work about, worry about circumcising your foreskin of your flesh. Circumcise your heart. Get that excess stuff around your heart so that you can love like the way he wants you to love. Amen. Amen. To complete change of orientation involving a judgment upon the past and a deliberate redirection for the future. You can say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but if you haven't changed, you lied. And a whole lot of folks not only lie to folk, but they try to lie to God and go, you ain't changed. you still stepping on God's toe and say, I'm sorry, and telling God, you know my heart. Yeah, he knows in the Old Testament, repentance was a wholehearted turning to God. And it's a reoccurring theme throughout the entire message of the prophets. What did the prophet kept telling the nation? Repent. 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 And the repentance was a demonstration through ritual such as fasting. Fasting is a ritual. Fasting don't shave you. It is if you really mean. Like for instance, you can fast and still curse. You can fast and still fight. You can fast and still lie. You can fast and still cheat. The ritual don't save you. You can fast and still be unfaithful. Amen. Because you cut the meal less or turn the plate over, that don't mean you change your heart. That don't mean you're sorry. That don't mean nothing. You went through the ritual, but the ritual don't save you. What do you mean? God, if you truly repent, God delivers and changes you. If you truly sorrow. I don't know nobody here going to wait on their neighbor to come set them out every day. every morning at 6 o'clock knock on your door and set you out then come back at noontime every day you know I'm sorry you better get away from here with that me you and everybody else going to tell them that you ain't been more sorry than a man on the moon as my former pastor you ain't been more sorry than a monkey eating red pepper amen so what they would do would go through a ritual of putting on sackcloths and ashes, regularly clothed, and they would bow down for certain days and throw ashes upon themselves, and it was a symbol of them humbling themselves before God. You don't do that. It, you go through we, what we do. We go without food. But it's still, if you come off the fast and still got the attitude you had when you went on the fast, it didn't do you no good. And so we got a whole generation of folks that'll go through the ritual, but won't change and think it's all right because they won't change. Mm. They said in ashes. And they wail. If you know anything, you see the Jeru- the nation of Jerusalem at the wailing wall. Rock. They rock back and forth, moaning and hollering. This was assembling of the family. They get down there and they get in sackcloth and throw ashes on themselves and just. And then what they did, most of the time they quoted the psalm. Like Psalms uh, 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 51, have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving A whole lot of tools in that we don't use. Because we really don't mean what we're doing. If you repented for something this year, next year this time you shouldn't be doing what you repented of. That's if you meant it. And God heard your power, delivered you, and you, come on here. These rituals were supposed to be accompanied with an authentic, authentic repentance. We as children of God need to practice authentic repentance. Not this fake stuff that's going. You, you know, I'm sorry. Well, Monica said that I sound, I didn't, the way I came across was, uh, uh, didn't sound right, so I need to apologize. They ain't no apology. They ain't come from your heart. You mean to tell me Monica had to tell me that I said something that I, I shouldn't have said to Coco? And I'm saying I'm sorry because I'm going to Where am I at in this situation? You ain't sorry. So next week, next month, Coco can expect you back. To start the ritual all over again. You know, I learned something a long time ago. If you don't embarrass your flesh, your flesh going to cut upon you again. You do know that, don't you? If you don't talk bad to yourself about some of the stuff the stuff you're doing in your smart mouth, you're going to get smart with everybody you see and go try to justify. And when you wake up at the end of your life, you're going to be in hell. Because all that I'm sorry I shouldn't have said, and, and you come up the next few weeks and you go find somebody else and you say the same thing. How are you sorry? I'll take a rack of signs for that. And you ain't crazy. You don't do your husband or your wife like that. Because you done found out something. Two sleep warmer than one. When to shut up when it comes down to your husband and your wife. Come on. You know I'm right. You'll go so far and you're like, look, I go, what I look like helping to get, get, getting put out or putting him out or her out. That means I got to start all over again. Oh, y'all don't like reality. Oh, y'all don't like to dwell where the rubber meets the road. Oh, yeah. uh, you want to be in la-la land somewhere. You know how to cut it out when it comes to your spouse, your husband, or your children. Because some of you can't stand it after your kids get mad at you. At least there'll be peace. So... They represent remorse and a desire to escape the consequences of sin. There is a consequence to sin for me and everybody that look like me on the planet of the earth. We're trying to escape the consequence. Sin means death and uh uh, not, the, not have the ability to live in the presence of God. Now, what do you want? Do you want to be able to live in the presence of God when you die in the afterlife or not? The Bible says a tree falls so it lies. If what you don't straight up, straighten up before you die, I don't care how me or Larry or any other preacher try to put you in hell. Me? I ain't going to do it. I'm going to find something not offensive to say, but I'm going to say, well, I can't say nothing about them, so I'm going to preach to you live, folk. Amen. When the ancient prophet beckoned the people to repent and turn, God has always gave the call to his men or women of God to tell the folks exactly what, the way he feels about them. It ain't God's fault that we've gone cold, we tuned our ears to the world and turned down the volume when it comes to the house of God. Most of us, a lot of us now are most more concerned about powder and whatever else is coming on the TV then what is coming down from heaven through God's word Lord. you know when you get a thought-provoking sermon you sitting there with your eyes dancing in your head and God's talking to you. And when the sermon is over, you don't do nothing about it. At least the old church, the folks that knew they were wrong, they got in the prayer line and came down to the preacher, somebody by to pray for them and lift up their hand and said, what do you need? I need strength. Are y'all strong enough? Strong enough to go to hell from here? Amen. And they would ask God, well, no shame in the game of salvation. And shouldn't be no shame now. Lord, I need you. Lord, I failed. Lord, I came short. Lord, I said something that I shouldn't have said. Lord, cleanse my hand. Lord, cleanse my heart. I thought a certain way. Oh, we God don't get that. Hallelujah. You think the folk. Got a place for you. You know, yeah, they got a place for you. If you do it right, somebody else will come and say, me too. Me too. So the prophet always made the announcement for the nation to repent. It was very seldom God asked one person to repent in the nation. You know what I'm saying? Repentance was for everybody. No, I'm so clean and I'm so holy. I don't know who you fool. You ain't looked in the mirror at you. You ain't had a good long talk with you, have you? You need a good long talk with you. And you need to be objective. And tell yourself, I don't like what you're doing concerning my soul. I don't like it because every time you turn around, you got an attitude. About what? Everybody ain't stepping on your toe. You just mean and you need your heart clean. You just don't want to be saved no more, but you're going to be saved. Because I'm going to take you to church and make you be saved. Or you'll have that talk to somebody else. But you won't have it to you. And that's the only way you can make it effective if you tell you. "Can Can I be real for a minute? You know you're cold as an iceberg. You know now prayer don't move you. You know the singing of the saints don't even tickle your ear no more because you don't stand, you don't clap, or you don't rock. You look at them like y'all got another selection because I ain't feeling them. Look like uh, maybe I I do need to go hook that camera up so y'all can see what we see. Praise team can bear record of it. Come on here. That's a sign that you're dying and not living, and you let a a lot of junk get in you, and it's killing you. Y'all didn't know that, didn't you? We're talking about repentance. trying to make it have gotten more important than our salvation. And that is the problem. That's why we need a repentance so God can become number one on our list. And you can't make me believe that he's number one. I don't care how you say you are. I just love the Lord. You do? Why are you still coming up missing? Why don't nobody, can't nobody get along with you? Why is everybody walking past you and and, and letting you go on by your business and ain't nobody loving on you? You done rubbed too many folks the wrong way. And you can't go to heaven by yourself. You can't go to heaven unless you have love for the brethren. You do know that, don't you? I just want, I'm, I'm just going to be, be standoff. Go ahead. You killing yourself. He asked the question, how you going to love God and hate your brethren that you see every day and you don't even know what God looks like? How are you going to get to heaven? Wake the old man and woman up for me. Thank you, Jesus. Now wake the old woman up. <laughs> Amen. I told you I can't let y'all sleep on my watch now. We too close, so and you might be listening, but listen with your eyes open. I played that game too. So Turn to me with all your heart. This is what the Lord wants. If you can't turn to God with all your heart. Have you ever tried to make kids do something? You had to whoop them. You had to threaten them. You had to just be hard. Isn't it? Put it down. Did I tell you, put it down. Put it down. Get that little king switch and spank their legs and spank their leg. Let it go. I told you. You think God going to do you like that, don't you? God ain't going to do you like that. And he, you know what he's going to say? In hell, you shall lift up your eyes. Amen. When you come in the presence, when you come to the kingdom of God, you were supposed to already count up the cross before you came to this altar, before you went down and water in Jesus' name, before you supposedly got the Holy Ghost. You had already made up in your mind what you were supposed to do. Now, we expect somebody to make you do something. The devil and his mama are lie. Hmm. So we find that repentance continued in the New Testament and it began with John. Let's turn to Matthew, the third chapter. Let's read verses two and three. Amen. It's repent chief. Heaven is at hand. Now notice, repentance will allow you to get in the kingdom. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. You can't get in the kingdom unless you repent. Unless you lie, you don't have the Holy Ghost. Then you repent before you get the Holy Ghost unless you lied and you don't have the Holy Ghost. Come on, verse 3. Now notice, the prophet told the nation to repent and this was the main reason why John the Baptist was a forerunner for Jesus Christ. Repentance comes before salvation. You can't get it backwards. The voice... Repentance makes the path straight. I just don't know. Lord, forgive me if I do. Oh, shut up! You know you done done it. You know you done done it. Man, we used to play a game. Who stole the cookie from the cookie jar? Who me? Couldn't be. (laughs) Poco. Blame somebody else. And that, why is that a a, a pattern for saints? If you fall, it's somebody else's reason why you fall. Remember I told you about the devil this morning? You giving him too much credit. The devil ain't following you that close. He got other folks he got to mess with and jack up too. Let's turn to Matthew, the fourth chapter. The verse is seventeen. Let's pick up sixty. Are we there? The people, all right, you was in darkness. You ain't in darkness no more. Wait a minute, let's look at that. You got light, and you acting like you ain't got no light. You was in darkness. Now we're supposed to be in the light and we acted like folks that ain't never seen light. My Lord. The people which sat in darkness saw what? And? Well, we were setting in the valley of the shadow of death getting ready to die. Then light sprung up. And you still trying to act like you did. Oh, you done met somebody that done gave up. Just done gave up. Won't fight. Won't change their clothes. Won't shave. Won't put no water on themselves. Just done gave up. Oh, you done ran into them too. Crying about poor me. Look what happened to me. Well, you know what i like to tell folks? Look what you've caused to happen to somebody else. you just concerned about what happened to you. You did something to somebody else. Come on, 17. For the kingdom of heaven. Jesus said, repent. For the kingdom of heaven is... Is at hand You gotta have repentance In order to get In the kingdom You gotta do first things First Don't you let nobody Tell you you ain't gotta repent Don't you let nobody Make you believe you're alright Like you are You're a poor, you're a poor uh, i almost going victim but You ain't no victim You are a Poor representative for the kingdom of heaven if you have not repented. Poor representative. Both urgently called people to repent because the arrival of the kingdom of heaven was at hand. Many chose the radical reorientation of their lives and demonstrated. Repentance through baptism. Let's look at Mark, the first chapter. And the verse is four. Dream. John did baptize in the wilderness and preach baptism of repentance for the remission of sin. Now he's making it clear. If you want your sins forgiven, you've got to repent. The Lord knows your heart. The Lord ain't going to send you to hell. You tell them folks, here, yes, he will. He'll send you straight to hell just as sure as my name is what it is. So if God is telling the people when he was on earth that you need repentance in order to get forgiveness for sin, surely the church should be leaning on that fact that if I don't repent, I can't get my sins forgiven. It would be different if I come out here and tell you, oh, you're fine like you is." Oh, y'all would love me. Lord, I probably couldn't get out of here without stepping on rose petals. Amen. Let's look at Luke, the third chapter. Read verses 8 through 14. Now y'all get some questions now. You can ask. Are we there? Let's read. Bring forth, therefore, fruit worthy of repeat. God said, I want to see something. And You can't say you ain't got to repent because Abraham was your father. God can raise up a stone and cause it to have life. if he can get you out and me out of dirt, he can probably get a stronger man or woman out of a rock or a stone. Come on, nine. And now? every. And Cassie, if you don't bring forth fruits of repentance, you gonna be chopped down and thrown in the fire. If you don't repent, yes, ma'am. Your lifestyle, basically. Yeah. Well, you know, will everybody produce some kind of fruit? That's why you tell if they're saved or not. A liar bringing forth lies, when you look at that fruit, that fruit is of the devil. That's not of God. And so you can judge by what's coming out of their mouth what who their master is. And if you're producing love, joy, peace, and holiness what's coming out of you, that is fruits unto righteousness. And God and everybody else, oh, she's got such a nice disposition. He's got, he got a nice disposition. And then folks are, yeah, but I still can't stand him. Amen. Make sure your fruits are to God. Come on. Ken? And he, did. he wanted his folks to share. And one thing you can say, I will teach you that here by example. You might not do it. But I shall teach you by example. Come on. Now, folk coming to get baptized don't know what to do to be saved. Amazing, isn't it? When folk come here, they don't know how to be saved. They haven't. Like when you showed up. If I would have attacked you and told you outright, if you don't be baptized in Jesus' name, you're going to hell, you would have knocked them, doors and you wouldn't have came back. Am I right? Am I right? I want to hear it loud. Am I right? Amen. Don't you do nobody like that, then? Yeah, right. Love on and find out why God sent them here. Respect them and find out why God sent them here. There's gonna come a time that we're gonna have to have some hard talks, but find out why God opened the door for you to be able to witness to them, talk to them, or show them the light. Come on, and we're going to thirteen. Don't take no more than what you own. Come on. Oh, wait a minute. We sure need to stop there and roll around a while. Yeah. Accuse nobody falsely. Oh, she just looked like she suspect. He just looked like he suspect. What have they done? What are you doing there? That's an act of the devil. That's the wrong fruit for a child of God. Come on. Be. All right. Three Greek words used in the New Testament help us understand the meaning of repentance in the Bible. The first one, I'm not going to try to mess that word up. Which denote a change of mind that produces regret for, it, or even remorse for wrongdoing. When you repent, are you sorry? Do you regret that you said it or you did it? You said it and you did it. Ain't no sense in putting if. F. But what's not necessary is but not necessary a change of the heart of the action. did you change your heart along with your regret this word is used in Matthew the 27 chapter verse 3 let's look there Matthew the 27 chapter verse 3 Then, which had betrayed him, he repented, Lord, have mercy. Why would you repent and go kill yourself? Let's find out what else he said. Come on. Four. I have sinned. I have betrayed innocent blood. Watch what you're doing to folk. Come on. Now look at him. They said, I ain't got nothing to do with that. You did it, Judas. Come on. and, And he Cast down the pieces of silver in the temple And departed and went and hanged himself He didn't even give himself time enough To find out if Jesus forgave him Because One of them Was going to deny him All of them was going to turn away Because of what the prophet Isaiah said these things were written before Jesus got here and there are some things he had to let play out remember at, while they was at meet uh, at the last supper the devil entered Ju- Judas right then and because he told them one of you are getting ready to betray me and they kept hollering Lord is it our Lord is it I?" Judas probably didn't even know it was him but the moment he said when I'm Put my hand to sup, the one that put his hand to sup with me, that's the one that's going to betray me. And Judas may not even know what was in himself. It could have been. Because you'll be surprised. Can I tell you something? Check yourself after you've heard some of these sermons that I preach. The attitude you walk away with. Or the attitude you get in the pew. That's in you. That ain't in me. The conclusion you get, I ain't doing nothing, he said. Who he think he's talking to. That's in you. That ain't in me. And you think you get in the way because I don't hear it, but he, he hears it. And that's why he don't let up. Because the objective of the word, the word got to go out and do what God had commanded it to do when it came out of my mouth. And can I tell you, them folks overseas enjoying this word, Amen. they think it's a fresh word, it's your leftovers. Woo! But you can't stomach. So some more get the messages before I do. And sometimes the encouragement comes when I doubt what we're doing. Are we wasting our money? It's not a waste of money. Somebody is eating and living on the word of God that they can't get. And you won't come and do justice by setting in the free service with the air conditioned and in full maintenance mode, well taken care of, you ain't got to move no junk to set out, and ain't no stumbling blocks in your way to get in here. Come on now. Come on. Tell your truth. And lie not. And we think that God is going to let us get away. No, He's not. He's going to hold us accountable. Just like he's going to hold me accountable of what he called me to do, he's going to hold you accountable of what he called you to do. And I told you, and I wish that you would look through that Bible, ain't no excuses made for nobody. Not a one person in the Bible got an excuse to do or not to do anything that God told them to do. You find it. I eat the whole